1: So, Sean, I ha- gave you some questions for rapid fire tonight, and this is yeah. this is a segment. So I wanted to kind of keep this show as as true to the way Sean Styers does it, because honestly, that's the reason I hired him, because he does a great job. And I enjoyed doing the rapid fire the couple times I got to do it with him. Uh, there was one time I came on with him and Vince and I actually was like, kind of a co-host on WSBT, like for an entire show. Yeah, and It was a lot of fun and the rapid fire was a lot of fun. So I want to do rapid fire. So I called Sean. He and I talked through it. We got some really – called Sean, Sean Styers. We, we talked through some really good questions here for Rapid Fire. But I'm going to start the Rapid Fire off, Sean, with a question that I did not give you because we have a super chat that I think is a good question Ooh. that we're going to start off with this. So we're going kick, to kick the Rapid Fire off with a super chat question from Tyler Evans. I think this is a good one, Sean. This is a good Rapid Fire question. Who has more pressure going into this game, Notre Dame or Clemson? Man,
2: that's all about POV point of view. Outside looking in, it's simple. Clemson has a college football playoff berth on the line. Like, that it doesn't get any bigger than that. Short-term like, or long-term,
1: I guess, is the yeah, way. Yeah, it's win it. or
2: bust. If Clemson loses this game, the season is a failure to them. Yeah, they mm-hmm. can go on and still win the ACC championship, but if they lose this game with their soft schedule, they're not getting in the playoffs because they will probably be the worst or ranked rank worst than the other one lost teams that are going to be there at the end of the season. So I would say Clemson.
1: Good. I think so, too. I think short-term, I mean, especially with Coach Freeman being his first year, it would be different yeah. if Coach Kelly was here and Notre Dame was in the same boat. Yeah. Say, you know, you're 13 and you're having these issues, but under a first-year coach, I, I agree with you. And also there's the mantra of, is Clemson really back or not that people kind of have? And, you, you know, you lose this game and then all of a sudden, well, it's the first really good team you played – because now the close loss to Wake Forest doesn't look as good because of what Louisville did to them this weekend, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. So, Sean, I'm going to – we're going to talk a little bit of sort of national college football, Notre Dame a little bit as well on these. So, first first official rapid-fire question, who do you project – not who you think, but who do you Mm -hmm. predict will be the top four teams tomorrow night when they release the first installment of the college football playoff?
2: That's a good one, but I think it's going to be two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams. Okay. Michigan, Ohio State, Tennessee,
1: Georgia. Interesting. I I think that here's what I think. I think they're going to go Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Clemson is what I think they're going to do. Not not in any particular I mean, they could have Tennessee two, Tennessee one. I don't, but I think those are going to be the four. I think Clemson, and if and people's we I got in this discussion the other day, part of it's going to depend on how the committee views certain teams because Mm You know, Clemson has two wins over top 20 teams going into last week and now two top 25 teams. Michigan has one, right? Michigan's played really one good team all year, and that was Penn State. That's it. Clemson's played – I mean, three, actually. Clemson's played – I believe they've beaten three teams right now that are currently ranked. Florida State's back – wait a minute. I don't think Florida State's back in the top 25. I'm sorry. Uh, but they, they, Florida State's been ranked at some point in time this year. But currently ranked, you've got Syracuse and Wake Forest are both still in the top 25. And Clemson beat both of them, plus they beat uh, Florida State. So uh, now here's here's my qu- next question. Yeah. Would you have a different four? Heck yeah. Okay. Who would be your four?
2: I'm, your I'm looking at, like, who do I think are the four best teams? I'm like, I don't care. Who, these are the four best teams. Ohio State, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama. Alabama's better than Michigan. Alabama's better than Clemson. It is not even a question to me. Alabama, in my opinion, is the most – I I just don't – I don't get how people just cast Alabama to the side. Like, you know what? We don't have to worry about them. Play that game.
1: Play that game if you want to. Go ahead and play that game if you I mean, want to. Texas played them. that game. Texas A&M played that game. Almost beat them both times. Both teams almost beat them. Yeah, but didn't we go down this road last year? Which didn't word? we go down this road last year?
2: Where Auburn almost beat them. LSU almost beat them. You heard all that stuff in the middle of the season. Yeah,
1: but I don't think this team is that team, though. See, I don't think this team is that we, team. Here we, here we go again. I think here you here have here. to. I think you have to take into account. Resume, though, because otherwise you could have Bama in no, if, no. if they have two, three losses. See, that's why I said who I think from the yeah. teams
2: I've watched sure. are the best four teams. Sure, I'm not looking at resume. No, no,
1: I get that. But I think yeah. best four has to include the resume because otherwise there's never a justification for not having Alabama in the playoff. Even if they have two losses, you can have them in there because they still have a better, you know, better than, I mean, any, anybody in the country in most years. You know, I mean, you have to still prove it on the field, and I just don't think this Alabama team has proven it. But I think as far as Michigan, though, I'm with you on the Michigan argument, Sean, because, again, I'd say, well, Michigan doesn't have a comparable schedule to where you could say, well, what would Michigan look like if they had to play Texas and Texas A&M and Tennessee and the teams that Bama's played? I'm right there with you on that one. I don't think Michigan is one of the four best teams in the country. My argument would be for Clemson, however, because I think when you look at Clemson, they haven't always looked sexy but they've gotten the job done. You know, they went on the road and they beat a Wake Forest team. We're yeah. handling Wake Forest early, yeah. and I think that's a quality Wake Forest team. What happened on Saturday was a fluke. I mean, eight turnovers. That's a fluke, you know, but still it happened, right? And and But, you know, you beat a good Wake Forest team. You got up big. They ball- rallied back. You took the lead late, and you got it done in overtime. You beat a quality Florida State team, you know, who has a win over an SEC opponent this year. You know, you had a convincing win over NC State, and then you had a nice win over, over a good Syracuse team. So, you know, I, I think Clemson could play with Bama. I think the biggest difference in those between those two teams is is a quarterback. That's still the biggest difference because if it comes down to two evenly matched teams and one team has Bryce Young and one team has DJ, I'm going with the team that has Bryce Young, just in my opinion. But I still think Clemson, when you include the resume into it, deserves to be in there. And I haven't. I mean, I just have no yeah. respect for Clemson. I'm sorry. You've never don't. really fought. You've never really had. Or it's they, been a while, was, I should say.
2: I think they had two generational quarterbacks. Like, they, their program was built, their success was built off two generational yeah. quarterbacks, and I don't want to be. I, w- I would argue two and a half. Defensive line. Yeah. They had an 18 and 19 and 17. I it was a perfect storm. The, the one thing, thing, can I
1: disagree with one thing on their show, or not one thing? Yeah. Add in—I—I I, I don't think Taj Boyd gets enough credit for laying the foundation. Oh, the ladies,
2: absolutely, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, Taj is the one, one to beat LSU and Ohio State in bowl games before yeah. those cats even showed up. Yeah, you know, do you even get Deshaun Watson if he doesn't win those games? No, and Deshaun—that's right? That, right. right, right. Deshaun that, would that's my that. thing, and so I think Taj laid the foundation, and that led to Deshaun, and then Trevor. Yeah. And, and 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 to your point D-line as well but they still have a really really good defensive line this year. Yeah. And Here's say, my next question Sean. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, I'll go ahead. College football rankings come out tomorrow night. Yeah. It's going to be the first installment they're only going to drop four of them I believe, right? So, um I'm trying to think four or five of them the fi- the before the final one.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: before the before the c- conference championship games. So, as you know, every year the college football playoff rankings cause ESPN talking heads to lose their minds when they come out with the rankings. And the, the the most recent example that I remember is the one where they thought BYU was going to be a top 10 team yeah, and they were not anywhere close to the top 10. So we know there's going to be a shakeup in the rankings relative to what the, the AP and coaches polls are. Cause I, one of the entertaining things from today's game, and I don't know who you're talking to, but coach Freeman was kind of picking on a, a reporter a little bit asking about his top five. And the reporter was saying he had Tennessee fifth and Alabama third. That's funny. Now you and I could debate whether Alabama should be fourth or fifth. Right. But I don't know if there's a debate that should, that should have Alabama ahead of Tennessee. No. Right. And not just because of the head to head, Tennessee's got several impressive wins this year. Yeah. You know, so uh, I always find that funny, which is why I'm just glad those polls don't matter a whole lot. So you know there's going to be a shakeup in the polls. Here's my question. You also know something else. The committee will position certain teams in the polls to set up teams that are playoff contenders. Yes. With that being said, those two realities being said, do you think that there's a chance that Notre Dame could find themselves in the top 25 tomorrow, and why? Why or why not?
2: I just don't. I don't think so at this time. And the reason I don't think so is gotta understand the bias that exists in this process, and they find every reason to put Notre Dame in
0: mm-hmm.
2: when they're undefeated for reasons, mm-hmm. and when Notre Dame is doesn't have the leverage, they find every reason to keep them out. I'm just telling you. With, from what would be the example like, of that? 2019 Notre Dame was a one-loss team this year, I promise you, they, be, they, they they'd be would be fifth. – they They'd would, be yeah. fifth. Yeah. And they will be trying to figure out a way, like, how can we make sure that they get in this
1: playoff? Well, that's why team. I'd say they'd be fifth, because yeah. you'd have Tennessee and Georgia right. and Ohio State and Michigan to what yeah. you projected, what you think it'll be. Well, those yeah. two teams both – those all four of those teams play each other. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So somebody's getting knocked out and Notre Dame's getting popped oh. in. There's no question. And I don't know if the
2: Syracuse win is enough to apply – Pressure to
1: put, them I think in. it's the combination of Syracuse plus North Carolina.
2: It could be because
1: North Carolina is also going to be in the top 25 tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. it should be. They're seven and one, and their only loss was to Notre Dame. Here's yeah. why I think there's a shot that Notre Dame is going to be in. And first of all, the AP had him 30th. I mean, so people like recognize that win. I think you're going to have the two wins over ranked opponents, and one of your losses is to the team that I think is going to be second or third in the in the ranking tomorrow if not first it wouldn't shock me if they put Ohio State first mm-hmm. but here's the reason I think they could have Notre Dame it's not even about justifying Notre Dame's schedule or justifying because look there are a lot of teams that are six and two and seven and one that don't have the kind of wins that Notre Dame has over Syracuse and North Carolina right. for all the Notre Dame fans want to talk about the loss to Marshall and Stanford the loss to Marshall and Stanford is why they would be in the bottom five of the ranking not in the top five of the ranking Right. right But there are not a lot of teams that have wins over a pair of top 25 teams, plus a third team that was ranked when you played them and hasn't been the same since you physically beat them up. Yeah. Right? And so there's two reasons. That's reason number one. Reason number two, because as you said, I have always felt the committee was fair to Notre Dame. Even in 19, I felt that Notre Dame was fair where they should have been because Notre Dame had two losses against ranked teams. The only good team they beat all year was Navy. Yeah. And and then the embarrassing nature of their loss to Michigan, I was fine where they were. I actually thought Notre Dame was maybe a little higher than they should have been last year. But I think to your point, they were trying to create an opportunity where if Heck you know, yeah. you know Georgia yeah. beats Alabama, then you know you pop Notre Dame in there for the reasons we talked about. I think that putting Notre Dame in the top 25 helps Ohio State,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: putting them in the top 25 helps Clemson, another team that the committee has always been very favorable to. Even going back to last year, and then in 2017, when Clemson was the number one seed despite losing to four and eight Syracuse, right? So I think that's the two the the second and the third reasons why I think there's a chance you could see Notre Dame creep in there, like 23, 24, somewhere around there with their five and three record, is to bolster those teams, those two teams, up more so than actually maybe necessarily thinking that Notre Dame definitely belongs to be in there. Here's the fifth final reason. This is the committee that still is responsible for placement of the major bowl games. If you put Notre Dame in the top 25 now and they beat Clemson, you're going to have USC somewhere in the top 15. Mm -hmm. Three weeks from now, they go beat USC. Now all of a sudden you have justification for that nine and three Notre Dame team being in one of your bigger bowl games. So I think those are all the reasons that you could potentially see it. I'm not saying I would do it, but I could see it. I could see it. So that's I can that's literally important. when you say it like that, I can see
2: them getting into the 24, 23 spot, right? Something like that. Yep. And I really wouldn't have an argument against that. The crazy thing is, they beat Clemson,
1: they would be top 15 at six and three. That that yeah was, well that, we've seen the committee do that before, Sean. We've seen yeah. them put three lost oh. teams. Remember the year Auburn had three losses and they were like creeping up on the top 10? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They beat
2: absolutely. Clemson.
1: Notre Dame's top, a top-15 team. Yep. Next question, Sean. What is the biggest takeaway from the Syracuse win that you think could apply and impact Notre Dame in the Clemson game? The attitude they played with. The attitude
2: they played with. And I think it showed towards the end of the game. I think it showed towards the offensive line as they walked back to the huddle. After each play in the second half, it's something that we said. I was waiting for Notre Dame to develop a healthy disrespect for their opponent. Like Marcus Freeman said it in the locker room. I was talking to Coach Babers on the field before the game. And he was like, "Man, we've been we've been waiting to get Notre Dame here." I'm like, "Okay, we're here. Been <laughs> waiting. We're here. You, you may not want that. I don't know. You know." And it's the same
1: thing. Like, okay, we're here. His post-game press conference was strange. Did you listen to his post-game press conference? I did. It was strange. Uh, Here's another question for you, Sean. Okay, so we're we're getting ready for the college football playoff. We have four weeks left in the regular season, plus conference championship games, and we're going to have over the next month some huge matchups. You've got this weekend – You've got Georgia against Tennessee. That's a huge matchup. You've got uh, Alabama and LSU, huge matchup. Notre Dame-Clemson, big matchup. In a few weeks, we'll have uh, you're going to have Tennessee uh, or Georgia, one of those two teams, playing the conference championship game. You've got Ohio State and Michigan coming down the road here yeah. as well. There's going to be some big games coming up here, Sean, big rivalry games and opportunities for certain players. Some Somebody's going to make their Heisman statement here moving forward. So I'm going to ask you, Sean, right now, based on what we know right now and uh-huh. getting ready for this next month, who are your – you can invite three kids to New York for the mm. Heisman Finals. You can invite three of them. Right now, Sean, who are the three players that you are inviting to New York? Hendon Hooker, C.J. Stroud.
2: You're only giving me three. Yes. many. So you know what? That's not an easy I'm one. I'm going to go ahead and, and bring a sleeper. Okay. In saying this name, I'm really predicting something in saying this name. All right.
1: Okay. Very interested. You ready for the drum roll? I am. Let's hear it. Third guy I'm
2: sending to New York is Illinois running back Chase Brown. I knew you were going to go there.
1: Yes. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating it, but yes. explain it, explain it, because that's a team that well, nobody's talking about that team right now, and they what should. What I'm
2: doing is that they will be, pro- they probably will be top 15 tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I think it they sit be. at seven and one. They face a distraught Michigan State team. They're probably going to destroy Michigan State at home this weekend, which was set up the big matchup. Back to back weeks, they played Purdue, and then they played Michigan. They beat Purdue, it's a wrap for the division. They go to the Big Ten Championship game. But then they will have bigger fish to fry when they face the Wolverines. I think he's going to continue to put up massive yards. He's going to be the number one running back in the nation. And on top of that, I think they have a shot to pull off the upset against Michigan. Because they can be physical and run the ball. And they have the defensive backs to go man-to-man. And stack the box and put a lot of pressure on JJ McCarthy. Absolutely, so
1: think it's possible. Let's talk about the resume for Chase Brown. Chase Brown is currently the nation's leading rusher in yards mm-hmm. per game or yards total yards with 1,208 in only eight games. He has he's second nationally in yards per game at 151. Now, here's my only wish: I wish they would get him the ball more near the goal line because he only yeah. has 5 rushing touchdowns. Now he does yeah. have 8 total touchdowns because he has 3 receiving touchdowns. And I've noticed too, on the last 3 games, they're getting him a lot more involved than the past game, the last yeah, few games they like against Nebraska. That's right. Yeah. So, I like that one and to your point, I mean the Heisman trophy is about money games, money. right? Like you've got yeah. to have that big moment in a big game. Right yeah. now he doesn't have that because they haven't really they've not really played anybody. Nobody saw him just bully minnesota and he was the best back on the field that day and you and i both love the kid that's right, playing running on well, the other team yeah right muhammad yeah. ibrahim is a uh, is that guy Absolutely. right uh he was the only reason they were even in the indiana game which hurt, is the one thing that i think hurts them he was very good against wisconsin he has been an absolute horse for them this year and and he's doing it with tommy devito at quarterback Right. So it's not like, you know, Tommy's been a nice game manager, but he's not. No one's like, hey, let's not load the because I'm afraid Tommy DeVitos is going to rip us apart. Exactly. Nobody said exactly. no defensive coordinator ever. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to have that opportunity to your point, Sean. He's going to have two up op- two potential opportunities to do that. And obviously you talk about the Michigan game. That's going to be a big one. You know, you've got it. You've got an opportunity against a big time team uh, to go out there and do that. OK, uh, but. They also, they also, like you said, Purdue is going to be one. But two weeks after the Michigan game, if they can handle their business and what? They got to go, what, three and one down the stretch? Or they just got to beat Purdue to clinch, right? Or yeah, they just Purdue, too, right? there if they beat Purdue. They beat okay. Purdue to win the championship So if you handle your business then, let's say they do upset Michigan, you've got a chance in two weeks after that to play Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. No, this – the only reason I feel
2: much better about the Michigan game than I would against Ohio State,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the reason I say that is, I feel like, and Ryan can tell you this, the two the two cornerbacks that they have can match up against their receivers, and I feel like they can. Uh, do, Illinois, yeah, yep. I feel like they can do what Notre Dame kind of did against the passing game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Ohio State. Probably has a little bit more diversity, yeah. With their running running backs being able to come at you in ways, Donovan Edwards and Corm will probably do the same thing, but C.J. Stroud and J.J. McCarthy are two totally different beasts. Yes, that's two totally different beasts, and that would be the difference: C.J. Stroud, Tommy DeVito. Yeah.
1: That's- now the question is: Is for Chase Brown in this particular instance is. Can, the, can they do enough to take the pressure off him? My point is if if they can play Ohio State tough and if Chase can go for over 100 and kind of be the reason they stay in that game, that might be enough to get him in there yeah. uh, at yeah. that point in time. But it's going to have to first start with Michigan. I'm going to give my three, Sean. Yeah, Obviously, neither of us are putting Bryce Young in there just because of the missed time. He hasn't yeah. played enough this year. Mm-hmm. First two, I agree with Hendon Hooker is right now sitting in pole position for me. C.J. Stroud is second. Part of the reason is is since the opener, C.J. Stroud hasn't played a, a team that I really have a lot of respect for. Right. Uh, Penn State's good, but they're not. I mean, it's not going into to Death Valley and shredding LSU. It's not going. It's not playing Alabama and hanging a fifty spot on Alabama. Right? He's my number one. C.J. Stroud's my number two. My yes. number three guy, I'm gonna go outside the box a little bit as well. And some people in the chat have already said it, Drake May. You take Drake May off that North Carolina team, and they're not sniffing seven and one right now, yeah. in my opinion. I think he's put up great numbers. I think he is a is of the three quarterbacks that we've talked about, <laughs> right? He's yeah. by far the most dynamic as a run throw guy, right? He's the best runner of all of them. I mean, Hendon will run. Uh-huh. But Drake May is much more of a, of a, a threat, in my opinion, to, to run the football. I mean, the kid's got 439 rushing yards this year
0: yeah.
1: uh, and, and three touchdowns. Notre Dame saw that firsthand when he hit several big runs against them. He is currently fourth in the nation in passing yards. He is currently third in the nation in yards per game. He's ahead of both Hendon Hooker and C.J. Stroud in yards per game by a decent amount. Uh, he also leads the nation. He's tied with CJ Stroud for touchdown passes this season. Uh, obviously, CJ has more yards per attempt than he has. Uh, CJ has one fewer touchdown, but CJ's or interception, but CJ's one, but also CJ's one fewer interception comes on less attempts. So yeah. Drake has thrown even fewer interceptions on, on it, you know, from an attempt standpoint. So his, it's one interception different. But when you talk about a 40 gap in attempts, it's a much lower. interception per pass ratio and so and the other thing too is north carolina has played some games where like the miami game for example um i feel like drake had a couple really bad mistakes in that game he threw like interceptions like back-to-back series then he rallied back and went over right so drake may is my guy for for my third as of right now here's the only question sean does North Carolina have any spotlight games left that allow him to have that big moment game? They've got Virginia, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, NC State. I just don't think that he's going to have that big moment. It it would only have to the only way he could do it is if he just puts up sick numbers the next four games, which I think he'll yeah. do. It's gonna he's going to have to go bonkers against Clemson. That's the only chance he has. And by then, some people are already going to put their votes in already before it. Uh, it's like people to send in their early, you know, we got election day coming up next Tuesday, the people to send their early votes in before the campaign's really fully gone. And you've heard the debates and all that. Like let's let the season play out. But I think Drake may for now would be my third guy, but I don't think like, he doesn't have that Michigan game that chase Brown has Yeah, that big money opportunity. So that's yeah. it on that one. Someone put another
2: said Jalen Hyatt who has had a fantastic year, but him, and hooker just kind of. Yeah. Overshadows like, And I think, yeah, it's called a lot of touchdowns, but Hendon Hooker has thrown all the touchdowns and he's been open
1: a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the part that's on him, I just, I can't, I can't go there with him yet. Cause I don't, I mean, if I'm going to go with a receiver as, as, as good as, as good as he is, Jalen Hyatt's been excellent. And the other thing too is he stepped up in a big way for a team that needed it because, you know, they've, how many games in a row now have they gone? without? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so Jalen Hyatt's been excellent just for me. If I'm going if I'm picking a receiver right now and, and I wouldn't pick a receiver this year, but if I had to pick a receiver this year, I'm going with Marvin Harrison. Uh I think he's been consistently the better player between the two. Now outside, here's the, outside of Notre Dame. Sure. Outside of Notre Dame, right? Correct. But there's a couple other games that uh, Jalen Hyatt has to put up those numbers too. Now here's the counter argument to that. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hyatt without Cedric Tillman hasn't <laughs> had the the counterbalance that you have to worry about that Marvin has when you talk about Emeka Egbuka. Right. There's that too. So I think that could be the counter argument to why Jalen Hyatt would, would be in that conversation. But for me, there's just not that guy. There's just, there's I not that receiver right. this year. That's Devonte Smith. That's that kind of player uh, for me right now. Yeah. So that's where I'm at, Sean. And now final question, as we wrap this up, Notre Dame has five blocked punts in eight games. They've had, what, four in the last three games, correct? Does Notre Dame block another kick or punt, any kind of block, in the final four games of the year? Yeah, of course. Of course. Do you think they get one? Does the streak continue against Clemson?
2: I think Dabo is very well aware. But that cap Ryan Mason is so good because if you really watch the blocks, the blocks have come from three different areas yeah. on the line. Yeah. It's not like they're running the same thing to get the block. So he might have another one in his back pocket that he hasn't shown yet. Yeah. But I thought Marcus Freeman – oh, man, this is really smart. Coaches put things out there to let the other team know we're watching you. Marcus Freeman purposely put it out there. Yeah, we're ready for we're ready for the faith Yeah. Somebody's gonna bring a faith We're yeah. ready for it. <laughs> he let them know, like, okay, you yeah. go ahead and try it if you want to. We'll be ready for it. So it's gonna be interesting, but I think they get another one. I think Boston now, College, Boston College is so bad, it has to come against Boston College. They're so yeah, bad. Right or now.
1: navy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now here's the interesting thing, Sean. Is is Clemson actually has four blocked kicks on the year. See? Two blocked field goals and two blocked punts. So two very good special teams units. Uh-huh. Now the and Marcus Freeman has done it by hiring someone that he thinks is the lead at it. Dabo has is is much more involved in special teams than normal head coaches, which is similar to how, how Urban Meyer was. So it's gonna be very interesting to see if those two teams who are good at blocking kicks, if one of those two units can yes. make that a part of Saturday's contest. That's going to do it for tonight's show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Ivy Nation Sports Talk Show. Tomorrow's schedule, we're going to have three shows tomorrow. So we'll have our normal show at 1 o'clock. We're going to kind of introduce Clemson, kind of take a deep dive into this particular Clemson team, who they are, how they got here, what they do scheme-wise, what are things they do well, what things they are not do as well. We'll have a show on Wednesday kind of talking about the stacking up Thursday will be keys to the game. Friday, we'll do predictions. But tomorrow, we'll have our show at 1 o'clock. Then at 6 o'clock, Sean Styers and Vince and Jesse, all three of your normal IB Nation sports talk people, will be together at 6 o'clock. Then I haven't got the time yet. I have to kind of see what the schedule is for the college football playoff. But either 7.30 or 8 o'clock, we're probably going to go around 7.30. Uh, but that's why you got to hit that notification bell, Sean. It, we're going to have our post- College football playoff ranking show. Whether Notre Dame is in it or not, we're going to talk about the college football playoff ranking. So we're going to get together, talk a little college football. Uh, we'll do that every Tuesday night after the rankings come out. And so we'll have that as well. So you're not going to want to miss it. So for Sean Davis, I'm Brian Driscoll. Sean Styers will be back tomorrow, everybody. Don't worry. He's not going in. We just had some obligations tonight. So ask me to fill in for him, which I gladly did. So Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. And thanks for joining us on the Irish IB Nation Sports Talk Podcast.